Welcome to Slaking Thirsts, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. In today's gospel, Jesus is raising up a very human experience for all of us, which is, what do we do when someone hurts us or sins against us? How are we meant to respond? And he says, well, go just by yourself, with just you and that person alone, have a discussion. And he goes from there. And what's amazing is, is that we can hear these kind of gospel passages on a Sunday from Jesus, and it can feel like, all right, he's given us like a list of things we have to do. We have a standard of right behavior. All right, we got it. But most of us have a lot of to-do lists. Most of us have a lot of standards we're trying to live up to. And then to hear Jesus give us another one can sometimes feel like, great, one more thing I got to do, one more standard I may or may not feel like I can meet. And it begins to just get lumped in with all the other expectations thrown at us throughout the days or weeks. And we begin to say, I don't know. And our hearts kind of shrink. But what happens in this Sunday is we're missing the whole scene. This is from the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. But the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 18, verses 1 through 4, the apostles go to Jesus and they ask him, who's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And we think that's kind of a weird question. Like, who would ask that? But maybe you might want to think of it as like, corner of your eye kind of life where you're doing one task but you're seeing how other people are doing it to compare right so like you might have remodeled part of your house but then you see someone else how they remodeled theirs or you had a family vacation but you saw someone else's right it's the corner of the eye is like we were good but then we saw someone else's and now we're bad and so they're trying to say like who's the best who's the greatest And this is how Jesus responds. He brings a two-year-old from the crowd and puts it in their midst. And he says, unless you turn and become like little children, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. What little children evoke is a totally different mindset than climbing a corporate ladder or keeping up with the Joneses. Children haven't learned that game yet at two years old. What children are, are vulnerable, trusting. They have no insecurities about their needs because their whole life is one big need. Mom, could you get this for me? Dad, can I do this? Their whole life is vulnerable needs. And what Jesus is saying is this little child is like me. As this child is totally dependent, so too am I completely dependent on the Father. And he's saying, that's what gets you in the kingdom, is coming to accept and reconcile, I need everything from God. And our needs are simply a mirror to God's generous love. The more we recognize how much we need, the more we recognize how eager the Father is to love us. There is no self-will or self-reliance in the kingdom. 
There's just children who are loved by their father, God. And that's why Jesus was always so free and joyful. He knew all of his needs were taken care of. And he died and rose and then shares that life with us to say, look, this is the kind of life that brings victory and joy and peace. All the cynicism, all the competition, all the rivalry, all the keeping up, all that pressure is not from Jesus. It's not from the Father. It's from broken men and women, human beings, trying to fill that void by keeping up and proving. Kids are so free, little ones especially, because they don't even know that they have to keep up. I'm tired, I'm going to go take a nap. I like what I like, I don't like what I don't like. They're just free because they know that their mom and dad love them. Jesus, that's like me and that's what it's like to get into the kingdom. Okay, with that in the background, he doesn't dismiss the kid. He keeps the kid right in their midst and then he goes on with today's gospel. Imagine this little kid, all right, Let's say he's like a little chubby kid, all cute, okay? One of those kids, hairs tousled all over. All right. And he says, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. The message from Jesus is, is those who hurt you, those type of experiences are ripe with trying to no longer be little, but big. I'm going to take control of the situation. I went from a life of love to now it's about power. And I'm going to get it back because I was right and he was wrong. So I'm going to retaliate or I'm going to cut off relationship. And she's saying, I'm inviting you to see that the one who's hurt you is just as little and just as full of need as you are. It doesn't make it right. In fact, it makes it in some sense all the more painful because you hurt me and now I'm mad at you, but you were probably hurt. That's why you're hurting me. And so the pain just goes back and forth. And Jesus is teaching us a way to break the cycle. He's inviting us to see each other as he sees us. I remember there was a time in my life where there was a friend of mine who really hurt me and I was really mad at him. And then I got a text message from him saying, hey, I was just in a car accident. I'm in the hospital. No, no anger anymore. No pain. I was worried about him. It shifted right away because my perspective shifted. For a while, I was just obsessing over this little part. They hurt me. They hurt me. They hurt me. And you just see through one eye squinting. And all of a sudden, car accident I could see more of the person. Jesus is always inviting us to have an openness towards God and towards each other. And pain tends to shrink us. And so with this little kid in their midst, he's inviting them, can you see the one who hurt you as a little one who's trying to act big? As a little one who makes mistakes just like you and I do? And can you offer them the gift of reconciliation? And if they don't want to and they don't want it, go back with another person. Don't write them off. Have a conversation. Really invite them to recognize it's safe 
It's okay to make mistakes. We want to forgive you, but we want to have reconciliation. And then if they don't, he continues with his instructions. There's a flip side of this as well for us. That when someone comes to us and lets us know that we hurt them or that we sinned against them, we need to hear today's psalm that was sung so beautifully. If today you hear God's voice, harden not your heart. When someone shows you you've done a mistake, it's another time where we like to be big, not little. It's a time where we love to all of us, regardless what our profession is, we all become lawyers all of a sudden. And we have great defense arguments. All right, it should be on TV. We want to defend and rationalize and point fingers because there's a little place in us that's scared. Well, I know you're wrong, but I, this is what happened to me. And, the, and it gets back and forth. And Jesus is saying, you can be little. Little kids can spill milk. It's not the end of the world. Little kids can make mistakes because they're little. The times in life that worry don't, we feel like we can't be who we really are, dependent, trusting, vulnerable, are times where usually we're forgetting about God, where we don't feel that he is alive and active and taking care of everything. And what Jesus is saying is, the kingdom is for these little ones. This little kid can teach us how to relate to God as a father, how to have Mary as a mother, and in that, how to become like Jesus. And so I'm going to give us a few moments of prayer this morning. I'm going to ask that you just call to mind someone who's hurt you, maybe just a small hurt for the morning, and just ask Jesus to teach you how to see them as he does. Or to ask Jesus, can you show me that I'm a little one of God? Drawing God's love and affection right to the places where I need it most. And in this time of prayer, we ask God to give us a little taste of the kingdom that we were already baptized into.